We are live for the first time since the regular season has ended. We're going to take listener comments, questions, concerns, and have a nice, relaxing night. Please come join me. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Sam Olber. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform. And you could watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. 45 people watching. Honestly, now 50. I'm very happy with that. I apologize. I I did not do a good enough job promoting this. So I'm going to be by myself on the show for today and for Thursday. And so I wanted to go live one of the days. And tomorrow I have a softball game, so I can't go live. So I was like, oh, and I, it, it kind of hit me after we did the show yesterday. So, you know, sorry to those that didn't see uh, that I was live until too late. But we're live. We're going to have a good time. What we're going to do, I think, Jim, Jim, I see you, Jim. I, I'm going to answer your question. I think you were somebody asked me to do an all-time Cubs uh, nine. I'll do that later. But what I'm going to do is I want to just really quickly talk about the playoff structure and why I'm a little bit irked by it. Then we'll take a break, and then the rest of the show will be yours. So you can ask me anything you want. You could comment anything you want, but do me a favor right now. Don't, if you have a good question, just wait until I'm ready. Cause I, I don't know how to, Matt knows how to do this. I don't know how to like save them. Um, and so I will get to those questions after this quick first segment. So just hang on. I'm going to talk playoff structure. Then Jared will get to your question. Jacob will get to your question and we will have a fun evening here's my thing on the playoff structure i just want to get this off my chest and i don't want to waste matt's time with it because i know he doesn't really agree with me i think major league baseball i think major league baseball has to do a better job of rewarding and, and putting significance on the regular season and back in the day you know, when the Yankees were winning world series and stuff every year, I understand that that wasn't fun for people, but to me, you want to find that happy medium between fun and entertaining and upsets, but also you want the best team to win sometimes. And for me, I think the Braves are a great example of this in 2021, the Braves won the world series. In 2022 and 2023, they had significantly better teams and they got eliminated in the first round. I just, it's weird to me. And and look, the Phillies are really good. The Rangers are really good. I'm not saying those teams don't deserve a chance to win the World Series. I'm just saying, I think there needs to be a little bit bigger reward if you win 105, 106 
games and you finish as the top team in your league more so than, hey, you get a bye and you have to rest for a while and then, you know, play a red hot team like the Phillies when you're a little bit cold. It just it just doesn't sit right to me. So so the two suggestions I have for the major leagues would be this. Number one, if you're going to stick to this format, let there be a reseed. Let there be a reseed. The Braves should have played the Diamondbacks in the first round, and the Dodgers should have played the Phillies. Okay, let them reseed. Or the other thing I think they could do is go back to the old format where there's one wild card team, okay, and the number one team that finishes overall, they don't play. They just play the worst record. It doesn't matter if, oh, you know, like in 2021 when the card, uh, when the Dodgers won 106 games and the Giants won 107 games and then they had to match up in the first round. That makes no sense. The, the top team should play the worst team in the postseason. So what I would suggest is to have one wild card and then seven game series across the board. So wild card versus one division winner and then two division winners playing each other. It all depends on who the top record is. Top record plays the worst record. And then the middle two records play each other in the DS. That's a seven game series. And then the winners play each other in the championship series. That's a seven game series. And then the world series is a seven game series. I still think you'll get the randomness and fun with baseball. And it just would make a little bit more sense because I don't know about you guys and maybe, and maybe I'm, just too old school when it comes to this, but it just rubs me the wrong way that a 105 team team was out, a 100 win team was out, and a 101 team win was out. Now, that that just was weird to me. Now, I also acknowledge, and somebody, I think it was uh, Taylor, somebody, somebody DM'd me today and made a great point about this and said, Sam, I get what you're saying, but there's also an element of how you play postseason baseball. And you look at a team like the Phillies, they're built for the playoffs. And you look at a team like the Dodgers, even though they won 100 games, they really were looking kind of shaky with their pitching going into October anyway. So maybe it wasn't that big of a surprise that they lost. But, you know, I don't know. I just... I, I feel better about it than I did. Like, I really hope the Phillies take care of business. Like, Phillies Rangers, that's more than more than a good World Series for me. I'll have no gripes about it. But I just feel like this way with baseball, baseball is the most random sport there is, guys, right? That's why it takes 162 games to solve who makes the playoffs. Does it really make sense then to have a bunch of three-game series and then a five-game series after you play 162? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too reactionary. That's usually the case. But I just think there could be a little bit better of a way uh, to solve that. But as it stands right now, Philly's up 2-0 against Arizona, heading out to Phoenix. And then as it stands, the Astros are beating the Rangers in game three. So they're trying to cut that deficit in half to a 2-1 series lead. I think the Phillies right now are the clear favorite. They're the team playing the best baseball. Um, I think they're the most likable team. I think they're the fan favorite as well. So it'll be really, really interesting to see if they could uh, finish it off because I do think it's their World Series to lose at this point. But that was just a quick rant of mine. What I'm going to do next is we are going to talk all things Cubs, all things what you guys want to hear. Questions, concerns, comments. I'm all yours for the next 15 or so minutes. So let's have some fun. And this is a cool opportunity because we don't usually when we go live after a show, we have two, three, four hundred people. So it's hard to sort through. We really don't have that many. So anything you want, you'll get a nice shout out and uh, we will uh, we'll talk Cubs. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. 
Sleeper, nice and slow, Nick. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs strikeouts, hits, and more. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right. We are back here on Lockdown Cubs, and it is your time. So I'm going to sort through some questions, and we are going to go to work great glad somebody brought this up sam with the three gold glove finalists this is the 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 fell 369 with this uh question do you think cody bellinger was robbed of not being nominated for either center or first base i'm glad you mentioned this let's talk gold gloves for a second to answer your question no i don't think he was robbed he didn't play enough at either position i think gold glove you have to be kind of an everydayer at that specific position now i just want to say this Congratulations to Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner and no disrespect to Ian Happ. I'm curious if you guys agree. I don't know what game the the judges for this were watching. Ian Happ should not have been nominated to win a gold glove this year. I haven't dug into the analytics. I really haven't, but I could not believe he was a gold glove candidate this year. Last year, it made sense. Last year, I thought he passed the eye test. This year, to me, there were a lot of balls that should have been caught in left field that weren't. I, I really thought he had a mediocre defensive season. Now, maybe that's to just the naked eye, and I got to dig into the analytics and, and really kind of, you know, prove that. But I was very surprised to see him nominated. That's crazy. Um, but, um, you know, I, uh, you know I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a professional here. All right, let me get some more in here, guys. Um, here we go. We've got Murph. Biggest offseason need? Question mark. Do we actually spend money on an ace? Great question, Murph. Um, there's two questions there. First one, biggest offseason need? Look, I don't mean to be coy or to be, you know, that type of person. I'm really not trying to be, but I have to be honest. I think the biggest offseason need is it one specific position, but it's the margins in general, improving in the close games, improving in situations, improving in the clutch, improving with decision-making. You know, I, I, we've already done a Juan Soto show. We've already done a Pete Alonso show. Those guys would be great additions, but I think the real mystery for this team, the real struggle for this team was on the margins, right? They had a plus 90, whatever win di uh, run differential and still only won 83 games. So I think internally they have to figure out and how to master, you know, playing better, performing better in close environments, in close games. That would be, that would be my, my answer to that question. And the second one was, did they actually spend money on an ACE? I don't know. I would lean no. I think they really trust what they're doing in their system, their developmental guys, their core. Um, so I would lean no that they spend, but, but who knows? You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, great question here. Cheddarman 95. Hey, Sam, love the show. Who would you give up to get Alonzo and Soto? Well, I think that really depends on 
if you're going to extend them. If you really feel confident about extending them, it makes it easier to give up a, a big-name prospect or two. I think for Alonzo, you have to stay away from Horton and PCA. Um, I don't think you could come close. I think it's you know one of the outfielders, maybe a couple of them. Uh, in terms of Soto, I really would like to stay away from PCA, but if that's what it takes to get a guy like Juan Soto, and if that's what it takes to, and if you, you have the ability to extend him, that's kind of like your dream player. We talked about it on the show the other day, 24 years old, middle of his prime. You get him for 10 years and he's still 34. He's still in his prime. I can't say I wouldn't give up PCA. I think it's more, you know, not, not to rephrase your question, but I think it's more a, who wouldn't you give up? Um, because the Cubs have so many, you know, major names and, and, you know, one of the guys, you know, it, it comes down to PCA and Horton. And I think when it comes down to Soto, I would be fine, um, you know, going that route with PCA if it was for Soto, not for Alonzo. All right. We've got plenty of questions. This is great. Sorry. My allergies are, you know, it is what it is. Um, Blake. Do we have any prospects that can miss bats in the system? I've noticed while watching the playoffs, those pitchers miss bats. Blake, yes. Cade Horton misses bats. Uh, there's there's plenty of other guys that miss bats, but that is a need for the Cubs right now um, at the major league level. But yes, I think to answer your question, at the big league level, like you said, they don't. And that is a big problem. That's one of the reasons they're watching the postseason from home. But they do have guys coming up in their system headlined by Cade Horton. That's kind of what he does, um, who really misses bats at a, at a high level. Um, ben Brown misses bats. So, you know, there are... There are guys that miss bats, but yes, you make a great point. It feels like to win in the postseason, you you have to miss bats, uh, and I agree. All right, what else do we got here? This sounds like an interesting topic. If the Cubs spent on Schwarber and Castellanos, they would be in the playoffs. A Jed front office failure. Epic. Being cheap has its price. The Phils spent this year before the Cubs went cheap. Respect the comment. Appreciate it. Um, don't agree. I I don't think the Cubs would have been in the playoffs with Castellanos and Schwarber. If you just look at the numbers this year, you look at war, you look at different things, Castellanos and Schwarber actually had lesser years than Suzuki and Hap did overall. I think that's just kind of hindsight thinking. I think if you want to convince me that those guys are – much better in the postseason and much better fits for the postseason than I'm here for that. But in the regular season, I think that's hindsight thinking. I don't think the cup that cost the Cubs anything. Um, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest, uh, but that's my opinion. You know, people could, people can, can disagree with that. That's the beauty of America. Let's see what else we got. We'll, we'll do an ad break here in a little bit. Um, don't get, don't get rid of PCA. Didn't we learn anything from the Lou Brock, Brock trade? Yeah, but I don't think Juan Soto's Ernie, Ernie Brolio. You know what I mean? I don't think Juan Soto's Ernie Brolio. Uh, Chris, should the Cubs look at Dave Roberts if he gets the hook? Um, no, because they've already committed to David Ross. I don't think if you know Whitey Herzog were available or 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 you know Casey Stangle were available or any of these great managers it sounds like the Cubs are committed to David Ross so I don't want to get your guys' hopes up and 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 say anything different I just think that that's kind of 
what it is. So it's unfortunate, but, but it's, it's the case. I don't think David Ross is going anywhere, whether we like it or not. So there's no reason to even talk about different guys and, you know, who they might hire and, and, and who, who they, you know, who they could. I think David Ross is going to be your manager in 2024 for better, for worse. So we have to kind of live with that at that point. More questions. We got about five to 10 more minutes coming up. But first, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medicals offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting those life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. We are back here on Locked On Cubs. Sorry, I had a little spill there with my smoothie. It's been kind of a little bit crazy of a show. Um, we get back to your questions. Here's a great question. Is Trevor Bauer worth a look? Look, it's this is always a, feels like a no-win situation when I answer a question like this because the politics that are involved, you know, he, he, he was pronounced kind of innocent recently. Will he pitch at the big leagues? My guess is this. I don't think the Cubs want to touch it. I think the Cubs are very PR aware And it'll be really interesting to see how that situation plays out. I know that he's been cleared so far. I think there may be some other hurdles for him. But, um, you know, it's such a hard one for me to even answer. I always will say this answer. If he's allowed to pitch in the big leagues and he's been cleared to pitch in the big leagues, then he should pitch in the big leagues. It's no different than when Aroldis Chapman had, you know, his issues and things like that. Or Marcelo Zuna has had his issues and he's still playing. So I think... You know, if he's allowed to pitch in the big leagues, then yeah, he's absolutely worth a look. He's a Cy Young caliber pitcher. But the reason why we don't talk about that stuff that much on here is I just don't think it's very realistic. I just don't think the Cubs are going to explore it. I don't think they feel like the juice is worth the squeeze. And so because of that, I try not to get your 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 guys' hopes up with that type of stuff because I just don't think it's going to happen. Will some team take a chance on him? We'll see. We'll see what the offseason brings. But I just, I doubt it's going to be the Cubs. So, you know, I don't really, you know, like to get into that too much um let's see what we got there other questions jim somebody asked me maybe it's not jim jim comment if i'm wrong somebody asked me and i want to answer this on the show who would be your all-time cubs nine and i i did a show on this me and matt did a show on it last year i think it was something along the lines um i had brian at third Ernie Banks at short, Sandberg at second. I had, I, I think it, it was between Rizzo and Grace at first. I, you got, I didn't go like too far back. Outfield was uh, Billy Williams, Sosa, and Dawson. Uh, pitcher was Fergie Jenkins, and I can't remember who I had at catcher. I can't remember. Did I? I don't know if I went uh, Randy Huntley. Or if I went Contreras, um, I don't remember. But that was my that was my nine. Um, 
I, I had I know third base was the hardest because you have Sano, you have Bryant, and you have Aramis. And I just went with the guy, okay, the, the guy that won MVP the year the Cubs won the World Series. So I went Bryant third, uh, Ernie short, Sandberg second, whatever, whatever. So that was uh, that was pretty much it. So um, what else do we got here? Everyone's doing great with these questions. We got a few minutes, so go ahead. Um, Kevin, would you sign Hater? How about Morel for third? Yeah, it, it depends the price, right? It depends the price on Hater. Um, you know, I have no idea what that price would be, but yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody at the back end of a bullpen that could just dominate and feel great about it. So yes, and I just. I haven't seen enough out of Christopher Morrell just yet um, to say that he could play third base. It's just, it, it, it's a really important position and his hands are, are great. His reactions are great, but his fundamentals aren't. And so that's something that has to be a off season project and, you know, something I think that needs to get tackled then. Uh, I got time for a couple more here. Blake with a question that I think I just showed. There it is. Speaking of Sosa, do they ever have any fear of Bud for sale in Wrigley Field, or is everyone distanced from him at this point in Chicago? Yeah, I think the Ricketts, I think the Ricketts family has done that. I think the Ricketts family has just said, hey, look, we're distancing ourselves from Sosa, and because they're the owner of the team, that's what everybody ha has to do. Um, I personally don't agree with it. I've said it on this show multiple times that I think Sammy Sosa should be honored and, and should be... Um, you know, get his due just like Barry Bonds was in San Francisco, just like Mark McGuire was in St. Louis. But Tom Ricketts doesn't want to do it. And as long as Tom Ricketts is the owner and he doesn't want to do it, that's how it's going to be done. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, shout out to uh, Eric, uh, the underdog, throw the ball foundation, check it out when you can. Um, I'm going to answer one more question and then I'm going to go because, I just keep having to like sneeze and it's just not, not great uh, uh, podcast television. Jim, what is the lockdown schedule for the off season? Great question. Um, the lockdown schedule for the off season. So through the world series through October, uh, we will be every single day, five days a week. And then after the world series, world series ends, we go three days a week until spring training. So Matt and I will decide which days those are. We'll try and keep it consistent. We'll announce it. And then after the fact, we will, you know, we'll be three days a week and then spring training starts. We go five days. So you're really not without us at all. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on for the show. If there's any, if there's anything else, quick one from James, do you think Cody will stay knowing the PCA situation? Cody Bellinger, if he resigns, he's going to play. There, there, there's nothing that PCA could do or anything else. Cody Bellinger rightfully is worried about one thing right now, and that's dollar signs. So wherever the dollar signs are is where he's going to go. He's not worried about PCA. If the Cubs, if the Cubs give him, you know, seven years, two hundred ten million, he doesn't care what happens with PCA. He's, he's getting paid, and he'll play somewhere. So that's the way to to answer that. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on on such short notice. We almost got to a hundred people. So that was really awesome. I'll try and do one of these lives every week uh, by myself where we just do question and answers and, uh, you know, have a great time together. So uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. This episode was 
man, I'll tell you, I can't even read my thing. Uh, shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the button for the algorithm. We are also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on Sirius XM. I'm Sam Olber, and this has been an episode of Locked On Cubs. Thanks, guys.